Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. I'm obsessed with China. I've never really been that interested in China, for whatever reason. Now I've become obsessed with China, and I feel like it's going to be my obsession for the rest of my life. China! There's plenty to be fascinated by. I've read so many books and articles just in, in recent weeks about this. Yeah, and it is, you know, the more I read about it, the more, more clearly it is, it is going to be the big story in the world for the rest of my life. So, yeah, kind of interesting learning about it. You know, one one of the main things I've learned about it, and having read, two, finished two books and started several others, is there's a lot that's not known. There's a lot of, we think this, we assume this, based on observing from the outside, but there's a lot not known about how China works. Hmm. How they decide who's going to be the leader why Xi was able to announce he was going to be president for life? Who thought that was a good idea? Who didn't think it was a good idea? How? Why they crack down on who, when? How they make their economic decisions? Why do they want to be open? Why do they want to be closed? All that sort of stuff. That's a lot, a ton that's not known. Mm-hmm. People are just guessing. Um, so that alone is interesting to me. But well, so, and it's a vast country, too, with, with wild inconsistencies from place to place, and region to region. So, um, I'm reading this book. I just finished this book. I highly recommend it. It's a novel. It's short. It's 280 pages or something like that by this guy named, I don't know, his ma, his first name or his last name. I'm not good with the Asian names. The know. first one's the uh, last name. I don't remember if it was first Family or last name. Anyway, look it up. It's called China Dream by Herman Melville. And, um, but the reason it's called China Dream is the current leader and the leader for the rest of his life, <laughs> uh, uh, leader Xi, um, he gave a speech a while back uh, uh, where he referenced China Dream. That's his, that's his vision for the country, and it encompasses so many different things. The economics, the military, the personal life of people, the domination of the world is all the China Dream. And this novel is called China Dream out of that, and he kind of extrapolated it into the Chinese government gets into your dreams and con- just wants to control your dreams and that sort of thing. And it's a, it's a it's a pretty awful look at current culture in China. Then we got this text, which made this more interesting, not less, in that it contradicted uh, what I was reading. Going back to China for work, father-in-law is a retired airplane engineer. Brother-in-law works at GM. Other brother-in-law owns his own company. We have a home there. I'm a lowly teacher. At no point do any of us leave the life Jack speaks about in that book. And I despise the Chinese government's single-party grip of tyranny. But we live as normal a life there as anybody. People I know, we talk about making money, kids, college, homes, etc. This book does not cover daily life. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. Um, based on everything else that I'm reading about China. So I reached out. Well, I started reading a bunch of things, as I mentioned. And then I reached out to some people I know, including uh, Ying Ma, who we've had on the show many times. She's a public intellectual 
Uh, went to Stanford. That's your dream been, career. Yeah, it is my dream career. And I've actually talked to her about becoming a public intellectual. Does she have any suggestions? Yeah. Try well, to think more? Well, I don't, I'm you, not me, not you. I said my dream would be to work at a think tank, and my concern was I'm not smart enough. She said, oh, you're smart enough. And that wasn't a, that wasn't a compliment to me. Yeah. That was a, the people in think tanks are near as smart as you think they are. Right. She said it's all about learning how the whole, the game works and the language and the sorts of things you say. Mm. But it's... It, it, <laughs> not near as much brilliance as you think at the think tanks. Mm, but anyway, so it's I, perfect for me. I was asking her about it, and this is what she wrote back. Modern China can be pretty Orwellian, but not for everybody. If you're an expat living and working there, you might not even notice because the worst stuff never happens to you. Right. If Chinese and wealthy, your life can be better there than here. You've got everything at your fingertips, including corrupt government officials, fewer rules to constrain you, and more purchasing power. If you're in the middle or upper middle class, you'd be very comfortable. And you'd have access to lots of modern goods and services, including some that are better than here. Since you're likely not opposed to the Communist Party and you won't risk getting into trouble by engaging in political dissent or activism, you won't be doing or saying anything that will touch political tripwires. Even then, there are things that the government does that regularly annoy or piss you off, but you just put up with them. If you don't have money, you'll have more gripes. This doesn't mean you'll be a political dissident, but you'll find yourself in a lot more situations where you'll be screwed over. For instance, a lot of manufacturing workers get screwed out of their hard-earned wages by crappy bosses enabled by corrupt local officials. And when that happens, they might riot, and that could easily turn economic gripes into political ones. And you have no, you know, you can't sue or any of those sorts of things. Right. They just don't pay you. You're just out of luck. There are other major problems that are not strictly about politics, but have great political ramifications. Air pollution and dirty water are huge problems. Fake and contaminated goods are another. If someone doesn't want their kid to grow up covered in smog and they try to do something about it, they don't have to call for an overthrow of the Communist Party for things to get sensitive really quickly. So if you're just complaining out loud about the air your children have to breathe, Mm -hmm. you're going to get on some sort of somebody's radar. And all of a sudden your life is going to get difficult. Some years ago, there was a huge scandal where milk powder being sold in China was contaminated and baby dis- babies were dying from it. I remember that. These days, those who've got the dough will just get their milk powder from outside of China. Hong Kong, New Zealand, someplace else. But what if you ain't got the money? You don't want your kid to die either. This problem currently appears largely under control, but it offers an example of the myriad issues that China faces that are the result of a government that is not accountable to the people in any way. So those in power need to walk a very fine balancing act they're constantly running around placating some, bribing others, and then flat out torturing and repressing those that have crossed the line, all the while they need to keep up their economic growth. It's a complicated business, but living in China definitely is not like living in America. She said, I'll forward you some more articles, which I have read a bunch of. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. So if you're at a certain level, economically or in the government, your life can be fantastic because, and even better in the United States because... Be like, rules don't apply to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about building permits, lots of laws, anything like that. I'll just buy my way out of it. Right. The fix is in for me. But if you're look, below that level, though, anything could happen, including your employer just decides not to pay you and there's nothing you can do about it. And a quick note to our expat buddy who wrote that text. This is from a friend of Armstrong and Getty who's lived in China for 40 years. We already have an international show, global show. Foreigners, particularly Westerners, rarely glimpse. The, he he describes um, in 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 terrific detail the venality and corruption of local Chinese officials. That not would to mention be, the higher up guys. I can't imagine how that would wear on you. Just oh, yeah. the, the idea that nothing is fair 
that you, that yeah. everything is crooked all the time. Just what that would do to your psyche. It crushes your spirit, yeah. But he says uh, foreigners, particularly Westerners, rarely glimpse this world for two reasons. One, generally their jobs don't require contact with it. And two, almost all of the corruption in China is Chinese on Chinese. There's plenty to go around, so why complicate things by going after foreigners who don't understand the way the game is played? Like most foreigners, for the purposes of my job and everyday life, my interactions with the state are superficial, most often handled by agents or middlemen, and tend to go quite smoothly. Corruption? What corruption? But this guy knows more than our our fine correspondent. We don't mind dissent at all. But yeah, you no, don't that, see it because you're not going to be the victim. No, I didn't mind the contradiction. To me, that makes it more interesting, not less interesting. Um, the way the way that whole thing works. Oh yeah. Um, and and as I said, I've been reading. Nobody's fully understands. This is a completely different model than anybody's ever tried. This is not the Soviet Union. This group of people that run mostly guys in their sixties that are at the top of the Communist Party. They saw the Soviet Union collapse, and they have been obsessed with trying to learn what caused that to collapse mm. because they don't want their deal to go south either and trying to figure out how to avoid that. So that's that's what their, their obsession is. But nobody's quite exactly sure what their plan is for their mix of... Commu- are they communists or not? Um, uh, do they even know if they're communists or not? What is the plan for the future? Were they free markets for a while and they've they've changed their mind? Nobody knows what Xi's up to, what his long-term plan is. He's more repressive now. It's more repressive now in China than it was 10 years ago. It seems to be going the direction of more repression and oppression, not not less. That's what a couple of our correspondents have said, too, from China. What Xi's goal is or the people beneath him, nobody's exactly sure. Um but they're they're going more the direction of the direction toward Mao than away from it currently, from all indications outside. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mixing economic freedom to some extent with political repression is a difficult trick to pull off. And to the communist thing, as I've said many times, as a guy who sweat sweated through these classes for several years of my life, um, you know, communist, socialist, democracy, republic. These uh, these terms lose their usefulness the moment you step out of a political theory class. But remember um, that, and, and all become mishmashes of each other. Remember that uh, epiphany revelation that I had a couple of weeks ago that I thought was so interesting is is that they have discovered by going through released Soviet documents, Stalin was a communist. Right. He and the people around him believed in that crap. True believer. Do these Chinese people believe in? I have no idea. No, neither does anybody else. They don't know if they believe it or not. They might just be throwing on the garb of communism for whatever reason to stay in their super cool club where they run everything and get to get super rich. Now, but are the they communists? 70s, I don't know. The garb of communism was kind of a loose-fitting robe. Nobody that even looks knows, good to me. Nobody even knows how Xi got chosen. When you got down to the final however many dozen or whatever, and they're all, all on, on a stage, he was the last person anybody thought would end up being the, the one selected to be the leader of China. Nobody has any idea why him. Mm. He was the least remarkable of any of them. Mm. And not only did he get chosen to be the leader, but then he said, how about we get rid of this whole term limit thing, and I'm the leader forever. And everybody just said, sure, that sounds good. Why? Nobody knows. Wow. I'm guessing that somebody brought in something notably large, like a giant coffee mug in, and uh, somebody said, wow, that's huge. And Chairman Xi said, that's what she said, and pointed at himself with his thumbs, and everybody just broke up laughing. They were so amused. And that's all it took. They made him president for life, right? That's it. Did you get it? Did you, yeah, we got it. You know what? We're going to make you chairman. Nice one. Good one, sir. And he makes almost all 
all the decisions or can make all the decisions. He j- he is the man that Trump has got to look at hmm. to try to figure out you know whether they're going to back down or not. We'll see how that turns out. Oh, you know what? We're due for a break, but yeah, there's a lot more about this from from people who've lived and worked in China who are acute and intelligent observers of it. Now, the idea that I find this so interesting, the idea that if you got a little bit of money, life is better there than here. That kind of entices me. a little. What now? Maybe I'll retire in China. I won't make any trouble. I'll bribe people left and right. I get to drive down the middle of the road as fast as I want. Wow. <laughs> Just drive down with a $20 bill hanging out the window. <laughs> Come and get it, fellas. Exactly. China. Armstrong and Getty. Said, son, now can you sing a little bit more clear? Said your voice might be to country next to what they've been here. Can you sing a little more about outlaws and the way things used to be? He's a great artist. Do I like him as a Raptor fan? No, but I like him as a musician. He uh, is extremely talented, but I will definitely skip this song if I don't like it. <laughs> That's Warrior Star Clay Thompson. Oh. Referencing Drake, the super fan of the Toronto Raptors as the NBA final starts tonight, and it's in Toronto. Drake is their most famous fan, but the Toronto Raptors also have a fan. He's a bearded, turban-wearing Indian. Oh, yeah, I read about this guy. Uh, who has been to every home game in Toronto's 24-year history. Has not missed one home game wow. in the 24-year history of the Toronto Raptors. Wow. And he'll be there uh, tonight. You never had a broken leg or a wedding or the birth of a child or anything? Or thought, yeah, the Hawks are coming to town. <laughs> that's not like anything I need to see. Right. <laughs> right. Wow, that's dedication. Hmm. You know, someday, 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 I'd sure love to have season tickets to a baseball team. That's so many games. <laughs> I know. I, no, I wouldn't probably go to all uh, 81 home games, but... I could do that if I was retired or whatever. I'd go to family. dozens of them. My, my grandma was super into the Minnesota Twins like that. Just followed them regularly. And they weren't particularly great. Just that's her, that was her thing. Right. The ups and downs. Right. Listening to it on the radio. Maybe, you know, park and walk a couple of miles to every game. I'd have my usual parking spot, get some exercise and... Get to know some, some of the people around you because exactly. they probably have season tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just, eat a tremendous amount of bad food. Oh, my God. The sausages I would consume. So, uh, the United States Navy is planning to equip a destroyer with a laser system by the year 2021. The Helios Laser Defense System. Lasers. Now, there are a number of different terms chucked around uh, that describe what the laser would do. It's multifaceted. But let's start here. The Navy's director of surface warfare, and a guy who's desperate for a promotion because his current rank is funny, Rear Admiral Ron Boxall, told Defense News the service is planning to install the high-energy laser and integrated optical dazzler with surveillance system. Uh, by 2021, it will replace an existing platform. Integrated optical dazzler. Does that sound like we're going to blind uh, other sailors from uh, the other team? (laughs) 
I don't was know. a pickup line I used to use. Well, you're a bit of an optical dazzler, aren't you? Yeah, that's smooth. <laughs> um, so uh, this thing is going to do a handful of things. It's designed to protect against a variety of threats, such as small boats, drones, and missiles. It can entertain all the cats on board by doing the little laser thing on the ground, and the cats chase it around. Oh, it's that's entertaining for so everyone. much fun. Uh, it's uh, It will connect to the Aegis combat system, an automated system that uses the ship's onboard radar to guide weapons to their targets. Um, so, you know, it's funny. They say uh, they noted the system could be more than just a weapon, but they don't describe how it's going to be a weapon. Are you going to blind people or melt their faces <laughs> or set ships on fire? What It doesn't say. It glosses over that. But they point out that uh, the closer... You get to a radar. The closer something gets to a radar, the less useful that radar becomes. But the closer something gets to a laser sensor system, the better the laser gets, showing you precisely where it is. Um, you know, I, there are guys, uh, they're little golfers use these little uh, laser sight systems that you can tell that a pin is 189 and a half yards away, for instance. And Does that help? costs a couple of hundred yards. Does that help? Like in golf? Only well, if you're a hell of a lot better than me. Yeah. How many How many people does it matter, the extra, the difference between three feet or a foot and a half? Well, no, I'm just, uh, that's not my point. My oh, point okay, is not the, the quality of the golf round. Um, is that is that cheating? <laughs> in golf? Yeah. Do they, they let you do They that? don't let the pros do it yet. There's a major move to let them do it. Because instead, you got, and here I am talking about golf. Instead, you got these caddies painstakingly pacing off yardages back and forth and the rest of it. Just let them shoot to the pin. 175, boss, pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Painstakingly? Yeah. It um, doesn't seem too painful. Uh, so anyway, uh, oh, they're also using them to shoot down missiles in flight. Lasers. Marshall's News. I guess it's about Trump and impeachment, roughly. You Am got I roughly that right, right? You but got much that more right. than that. Next oh, yes. on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. All these years I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. Yes. Oh, that's him sharpening the knife. Yes. I'm sorry. Did he say he is or isn't going to face his past? No. Oh, he is. Oh, no. That's Sylvester Stallone. There's a new Rambo movie out. Finally. <laughs> the trailer on, dropped today. How old is he? He's got to be 70, isn't he? 70, 71? Somewhere in there. Face your past. He's one of my role models, yeah, Sly Stallone. 72 years old. 72. Yeah, he's still yeah. cutting throats at 72. That's to be ad- admired. Oh, and he wrote Rocky. He wrote in it, he starred in it, he was going to direct it. He got offered tons of money to give up the script yeah. if he didn't insist on directing it. He said, nope, I'm directing it. That is a, he just waited till somebody agreed. One of my all-time favorite Hollywood stories, but he has been kind of jokey since then. The, the facial mutilation to make him look younger. I the pers- ridiculous movies. I, uh, my role model was him then, early. Did you just call Tango and Cash ridiculous? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Ah, funny. I have got an interesting little insight I had not heard about the whole college admission scandals oh, with one of the most well. high-profile celebrity couples and why they did it. Mm. I hadn't heard this. It's okay. interesting. All right. Stay tuned. News Now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump. 
teaser-in-chief says a big announcement expected soon about the southern border. Trump telling reporters that announcement likely take place later today or tomorrow and will be... A major statement on the border. This is a big league statement, but uh, we are going to do something dramatic on the border. Big league state- statement on the border coming up. Excellent, finally. During his wide-ranging Q&A with the reporters about the Mueller report and Russia meddling in the 2016 election... He was asked if he thought Russia might have helped him win. It was, to me, the same as the report. And there's no obstruction. You see what we're saying? There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. He said Whoops, the, wrong clip. He said the person who helped him win was him. He was the winner. He was the reason he won. And the president was asked about the Wall Street Journal story. I don't know if you heard about this, that the White House tried to direct the U.S. Navy to keep a warship named in part for the late Senator John McCain out of sight right. during his visit to Japan this week. It's named after his father, I believe. But, father, uh, and grandfather, grandfather, and him. And yeah. him yeah. The uh, uh, CNN was acting as if uh, Trump had assassinated the Speaker of the House. Trump, <laughs> Trump telling reporters... Somebody did it because they thought I didn't like him, okay? And... They were well-meaning, I will say. I didn't know anything about it. I would never have done that. And the Navy Chief of Information Officer says despite reports the name of the USS McCain was uh, obscured, those are not true. The name was not obscured. Chief of Information Twitter account posted the name was not hidden. The Navy is proud of the ship. So the back and forth continues on that. And the men and women who serve upon her. Yes. Just see a guy set himself on fire in front of the White House yesterday? Yeah. That's a rough story. He croaked it, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he he just died. That's kind of what happens. Yeah, that's your goal. Um, Usually there's a political statement. I haven't heard any political statement out of this. In the U.S. of A., he's just a crazy person. Yeah, Yeah, he's just mentally ill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi blasted Facebook for refusing to take down videos that were doctored to make it seem like she's slurring her words, making her appear to be drunk or not well. Charging in an interview with the station KQED that the social media giant is lying to the public. Facebook knows that this is false. They know that this is false, and yet they've decided to go. Now, we have said all along, oh, poor Facebook, they were unwittingly exploited by the Russians. I think wittingly. Because right now they're willing to put something on that they know to be false. Wait a minute. Never mind slurring your speech. How about your reduced capacity for logic, baby? Because they're running a parody video of you that makes you seem drunk. They're ipso facto in league with the Ruskies. She went on to say, and this is a stronger statement. I think Facebook has proven that they were willing enablers of the Russian interference in our election. Yeah. That is a hell of a charge by the Speaker of the House. That's a bizarre leap in logic. Against one of the biggest com- companies in the world. I mean, you... She has lost it. Never mind the slurring. She's lost her mind. I believe... Really? I believe she said that yesterday, just hours after Mueller made his statement, to try to get everybody talking about this, because she did not want to answer questions about impeachment. I think mm. she went Trump. I think she, she made a really strong, over-the-top statement to try to make that the issue. And, and nobody even paid any attention to this. It got no news yesterday. Had you heard it anywhere else? Nancy Pelosi says Facebook willingly worked with the Russians to, to interfere in our election. Yeah, whatever. And it made it got no attention. Oh, um. <laughs> I mean, if they accept money in Russian currencies for political ads, how is that anything but willingly working with Russia 
to affect our election. Well, as she said, we were going with the idea that it was unwittingly. She, they didn't know that they were they were trying to screw with our elections. They thought it was Americans spending rubles. Well, they weren't rubles. What's this ruble stuff? That was, was it in rubles. Remember Al Franken when he had the Facebook lawyer in the hearing and he was talking about you. The lead lawyer of Facebook, whose whole business model is connecting data points. Oh yeah, yeah. couldn't connect yeah, that, the that rubles to the Facebook ad. Although there were a lot of Russian things yeah. that were fomented within the U.S. that were, you know, people. Although I can't swear to what currencies were exchanged, but no, Facebook is consumed with god awful levels of greed. They're not tools of Putin. They're greedheads. And liars, by the way, Zuckerberg. I'm watching you. But remember, I can be bought off, Mark. <laughs> I, I absolutely am for sale. <laughs> Turns out you can now get Alexa to forget what you've said. If you say to Alexa, enable devices, Alexa, delete everything I said today, it'll erase voice recordings made from midnight that day until the moment you gave the command. I don't believe it. Yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Quit lying, Marshall. Yeah. Speaking of working with the Russians yeah. or Facebook. Alexa, do I look stupid? Well, um, uh, well, um, I don't work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you'd really have to be a moron to fall for this. Yeah, it'll it'll erase it from like your stuff, maybe. But they still got it back at home base. It's like in the computer, you know how you move stuff to the recycle bin, but then you have to empty the recycle bin later. Right. They're just moving your data yeah. from one right. bin to another bin. Sure. sure, and every Yahoo who's deleted things from their computer, and then the FBI wades in and says, "What are you kidding? Here, here's here's all the stuff you just deleted, you numbskull." Well. As Positive Sean pointed out earlier today, the purity of another sport has been sullied. Right now, we got 10 spellers that have been eliminated after the opening round of the Scripps National Spelling Bee Finals. Down to 40 kids on stage. They're competing for more than 50 grand in cash and prizes. And a Did you hear about the controversy the other day before you get to that? Yeah. Did you, is this the controversy or is this the... I'm going to go in. I'm going to update the controversy Sean mentioned earlier. Okay. The right. other controversy the other day is somebody was spelling a word that ended in an E. Uh-huh. He was going really slow. He said L. They rang the bell. Spelled wrong. No, E. Then he said E. I wasn't done yet. Bastards. They had quite the meeting with that. Oh, they had to go under the hood. Instant replay. Instant replay. Oh, go under the hood. They let him go because, uh, yes, he was just slowly spelling the word. Wow. You what? can't halfway through the word ring the bell and say I spelled it wrong. You're more worried about that than the fact that this is child labor exploitation. Why don't you just put him in a shoe factory again like Upton Sinclair never lived? Put him in a meat packing plant. Child labor. That's what this is. Uh, this year's B had the biggest field ever, 562 spell. More than half of whom got in through Scripps' wild card program. So Scripps just... They're charging for this. Yes. Scripps just decided, you know, what we should do is profit off of this. Yeah. We should just charge people to be in this. So more than half of the people wrote a check to get in? Yep. Wow. Last, That's so weak. Last year was the first time that wild cards were allowed into the B, and the eventual champion was a wild is card. Is there an age limit? Yeah, What's sure it cost? I'll be in it next year. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to spell something. Well, I don't know. I don't. That's right. Giraffe. Uh, J. Can you use that in a sentence? Yeah, giraffes are really tall. Can you give me the etymology? Where did that come from? Africa. 
The field's going to be narrowed throughout the day. J U R. I'm going to be in F F. If there's if there's no age limit, I'm going to be in it next year. There's no minimum age. I cannot be older than 15. But I think with Photoshop, we can probably we we can get we can pass. How about if I pay twice as much as the entrance fee is? Can I be in then? I'll bet they'd say yes. It sounds like they're in this to make money. So. Well, why don't we uh, take a little pencil to the uh, rules as they exist now? 20000 you say. Hmm, well, we can do something I want to be you. in the National Spelling Bee. Oh, that'd be How great. How much to use my uh, smartphone on stage? I'm going to wear a sweater vest. <laughs> little page boy wig. Right. I'll get one of those uh, I'm a 15-year-old mustaches. <laughs> anyway, primetime finals are going to be on ESPN. And the other finals, Warriors, Raptors, tonight, first game will be this evening as well. Well, you got that. You got the NBA finals. You got the spelling bee. You also have Michael Bennett's town hall on CNN. That's right. He's running for president, don't you know? He's I'm in z- it for he's, Bennett. He's, in it, he's at 0% nationally. Yeah, it works better if you say it fast like that. I'm in, in it for, for Bennett. Bennett. Right. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. Here I'm starting to get a show, The Conscience of the Nation. Now, I, I have my Swalwell chant, but I don't have a, a slogan yet. In it for Bennett. It's pretty good. <laughs> we got this text. It's dark, but I get you. I've been thinking about lighting myself on fire all day. Oh, I get it. Boy. I get it. I've it's, been there. Day just started. I've been there. I've been <laughs> it depends there. where you are. You show up it's to true. work and you think already. We have a global already show. With this. show. Yeah. It happens. Some days. Tell you what. Some days. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It was such big news when out of nowhere, Robert Mueller announced that he would be making a statement on camera live at 11 a.m., which is a good time because The Bachelorette isn't on. (laughs) And nobody knew what the statement would be about, which meant that cable news had an hour to go into wild speculation mode. The big question is, what exactly will he address? Will he get into the substance of the report? Will he contradict the attorney general? Will he defend the investigators? Will he say anything about Congress? Will Robert Mueller only talk about part one? of the Mueller report and not part two. Will he resign? Will he rebut depictions of his report? Will he address his public testimony? Or will he bring charges? Or will he bring sexy back? Or uh, (laughs) will he tell us he's replacing Adam Levine on The Voice? Uh, Or will the news just wait for a goddamn hour to see what Robert Mueller actually says? Oh, sorry for the GD bombner, folks. You know, in their defense, they they, got to say something. They can't just go black. And and here's the best part: you don't never have go back. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to watch it or listen to it. Right, right. Ah, come on! It was exciting. It is an unintended consequence of the 24-hour news cycle that makes so much of it about predictions. And I I, oh, I yeah. first noticed this phenomenon in sports when when ESPN started doing all this stuff, and you see like these extended pregame shows and. You you spend so much time talking about what's happened, you run out of stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. So the only thing left is, well, I guess we got to yep. guess what's coming up, and it's yep. more compelling in a way too. Yep. And they get then you get off into fanciful things that are never going to happen, and have strong arguments about how that would turn out if this incredibly unlikely right. thing happened. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of a funny deal. So uh, we've been mocking the uh, 
rich people and famous people paying their way, their kids away into college uh, mm-hmm. and really enjoying it. And this picture made the rounds yesterday before I saw all the details. William H. Macy, the actor. Yeah. Let's Here, try to see. Well, go on. I'm sure you're about to tell us. Here, he's married to Felicity Huffman, who right. is actually going to go to jail <laughs> for paying their uh, daughter's way into college. Who's married to Francis McDormand? Uh, that's one of the Cohen brothers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, Felicity Huffman's actually going to go to jail, it looks like. Uh, William H. Macy was not named in this sort of thing, but he's the dad of mm-hmm. the kid that's about to graduate, because here he is. You got a paparazzi shot of him coming out of store with a couple balloons that say, happy graduation, you did it, on the other balloon. Oh, boy. And so people are really mocking this, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and you can understand why, but then then I got to this, which I didn't actually see. In the uh, the court uh, in the courtroom when they're trying to figure all this out and they finally decided yeah you're guilty and you got to pay a fine and you might go to jail. Congrats, grad, you did it. Balloons, boy, I wouldn't want to be seen in public with those. Yeah. Um, and Can they, I have a bag for this place? Really big one. And they they wrote a big check so that she could get into school. Well, it came out in the courtroom that uh, she said, we've been working with a neuropsychologist since my daughter was eight years old and receiving extra time on tests since she was 11 from a variety of learning disabilities. I don't want to create the impression that the neuropsychologist had any part of this, she said in the courtroom, but that was the first person, first time anybody, and people became aware of, of that aspect of it. I got a kid who struggles. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I don't, I'm not hypothetical. I do have a kid who struggles. Well, I don't know if he's ever going to get to go to a regular school. So far, he hasn't. I can cut a check for a certain amount of money and give him the full college experience. I'd do it right now. Mm. Right now with no qualms whatsoever. I don't know what this girl's situation is or how bad it is, but if I can get my kid into college, he gets to go to college and hang out and do the college thing for four years, I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Take classes, a little grade inflation gets I by. I care. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. It the, doesn't matter anyway. So much of the college <laughs> thing's a scam anyway. Right. I'm, I'm regularly... I'm saving money for college, putting it in that account, whatever it is, the five, whatever it is. And it drives me crazy every time I put more money in it. Mm-hmm. What am I even doing? What am I, I, I don't believe in almost any of the college thing anymore. I'm not, I don't think it prepares you for life. I don't think it prepares you for a job. It's a scam who gets in. The whole thing, is, the stuff they teach you is wacky. The whole thing bothers me. So, yeah, you got a kid with learning disabilities and you cut a check so she can go to the college. I don't care. If it's true. If it's true. It's possible that she's lying to, um, you know, to get some uh, sympathy so she doesn't end up in jail. So she doesn't go Obviously. to jail for as long? Obviously yeah. it's possible, but it's true. I, I would yeah. I would do the same thing. No, I hear you. Uh, as I've said from the beginning, I'm not actually outraged about this. I find it all amusing. In, her, in their particular case, she, all she did was she paid fifteen grand to rig her daughter's SAT scores. It wasn't one of those, I gave the college a bunch of money. Mm. Only fifteen grand. Somebody goes to jail for that? And it's because it was one of those, the money went across state lines. It was a mail fraud across oh, state lines. Oh, it as a charitable deduction, so it's tax fraud. Yeah, that sort of thing. Oof. I'd, I wouldn't be walking around with the you did it balloons in public, though. <laughs> I would stay away from that. Alexa, play Final Thoughts by Armstrong and Getty. Okay, here's some idiotic musings by a pair of halfwits and their merry band of simpletons. 
Mm, Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. A little dismissive. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Here he is, folks. It's Marshall Phillips. Marshall? Well, I got two more days left in my birthday month of May, and I am packing up this afternoon for tomorrow's ferocious road trip and final party, and I am excited. You got a roadie plan. Yes, indeed. You going to crank the tunes and drive with your windows open? Oh, yeah. Put the top down. (laughs) Look out. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, teach your kids how to change a tire, teach your kids how to weld. Don't teach your kids how to spell it's stupid. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Stupid. Right. Right. Positive Sean, final thought. I am champing at the bit to sprint home to Positive Sean Studios so I can film another of the, uh, it's really the web series that everybody's talking about. The uh, trailer time with Positive Sean. You can watch me watch the Rambo trailer. That will be available tomorrow. Uh, is that ever Jack, final thought for us. I don't know where we go with this age of hyperbole where you got the Speaker of the House calls the President crazy and needs an intervention, and then the President says that she's crazy and needs help also, and then she says Facebook is working with the Russians. Just, I don't don't even know what we do with this world now. I know, it's insane. My final thought is, in the War of 1812, guests who sided with the British who are trying to burn down our country. That's right. The Canadians. Keep that in mind tonight. A tip-off. Canadian team versus American team. I'm not saying the president should send 100,000 Marines to the border just in case. I'm just saying he might. And I'd like to see it. Can't believe game one's in Toronto. Foreign land. I know it. You gotta watch it in subtitles because the announcers will be speaking a foreign language. Oh, yeah, I think it's on at 3 a.m. this morning because of the time difference. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people uh, to thank, so many polar bears to mount. Uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. No, Russia did not help me get elected. You know who got me elected? You know who got me elected? I got me elected. Russia didn't help me at all. Armstrong and Getty.